The switch to Apple processors and Macs could be happening sooner than later. We may also finally see wholesale changes to the iMac. We'll talk about Apple's Mac plans and more on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Michael Simon. Hello. And Jason Cross. Hello. Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference is not that far away. It's what? Uh, two less, weeks. Less than two weeks. Less than, yeah. two, less weeks. than two weeks. Yeah. And we'll it should it should have happened already. If, it, if we were in normal times, we would be right. talking about what was right. last week. Yeah, it would have been last week. Yeah. yeah. Most likely. And we'll probably talk a little bit more about WWDC itself next week. This week, a lot happened leading up to it. There's a lot of news is happening. That's a, that's a generous uh, version of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been significant, this ru- significant. Yes, there was a rumor that was came out from uh, Sonny Dixon. He's come out in the past with Apple leaks that have been spot on. Well, he leaked that Apple could be introducing a redesigned iMac, and then, or maybe it was before that, Mark Gurman from Bloomberg reported that Apple. Uh, could be actually ushering in its ARM processors in its Macs, introducing that at WWDC. And yeah, yeah, that's actually right on time. I we, I wrote an article about this, sort of what the time frame might look like, and this really fits with the last two transitions. Um, yeah. The there was the Motorola 68K to PowerPC transition. Back then, they weren't doing these big shows and stuff like that. And then the more recent one was. PowerPC to Intel. And, and that's exactly what Apple did. They announced it at WWDC the year before the actual products were going to ship. And they've been saying 2021 for these ARM Macs for like a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they announced it. Uh, they What they did with that product was they had a, a Power Mac uh, that was uh, modified to have Intel right. processors that was de- right. available just for developers that they that developers could buy only so they could start getting their their products ready and then in like january the next year they started to announce actual macs that used intel processors and they were different than that power mac and then they had right. a trade-in program where developers could trade them in for the real product yeah so and it, was, that, it, 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 it all happened quicker than you know steve jobs likes to under promise and over deliver and it was about six months later when we saw the first Intel Mac, and that was a little quicker than we had originally. Yeah, it was January the next year they announced it. Um, but, you know, I, it's not going to surprise me at all if, if it's announced now. They have some product for developers that's, like, not what the consumers are going to buy. Right. And right. then, and you know, maybe it's that new iMac, but it's got an ARM chip in it, and, or maybe it's, you know, they, they change up a MacBook or something like that. And then next year we see an actual new product with a new design and everything that's that's got Apple's processor in it and that's released to consumers. Yeah, the Intel switch that was oh five and, and oh six is when we first started seeing products. They didn't really change the design much. It took a it took a couple of generations for um you know for the the Intel processor transition if that had anything to do with it. Yeah, to, the to, first to products engineering. Yeah, so there was that engineering, that there was that Power Mac that had an Intel, modified for Intel for developers, but the first products were a 15-inch MacBook and yeah. an iMac. Yeah. And, then, and, and then they sort of went through the stack over about two years. 
replacing those things. They also didn't change the OS either time, really. Right. Um, and I think that's going to happen again this time. Yeah. There's, well, they, they, they're going to have to support, obviously, Intel Macs for some time right. with, with Mac OS. Yeah. Well, but what I mean is they're not going to, the new processors never come with like a new different OS right. or anything. They have the same OS, mm -hmm. works the same. It just runs applications yeah. made specifically for this thing. And then they always had a software translation layer that let the new products work with apps for the old products. And, but not the other way around. They never had right. ones like if you have an old one, it'll let you run the Intel one, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so they'll, they may do that again. That's the one thing that's really different this time. Last time there was no iPhone yet. Mm -hmm. iPhone came out right. later that year actually, but, uh, it, it, now Apple's biggest products are iPhones and iPads and stuff. Most of their development is on those operating systems for their own processors already. So if they want to say the arm based Apple processor Mac that you buy next year just doesn't run any of the Intel, you know, compatible, the apps made for Intel processors. They could do that. Like that would, that would be a short term hurt, but it's such a small chunk of their product portfolio this time that it's, it doesn't kill them. It doesn't really hurt that bad. And it really forces developers to start to work. To I, the new that products. would be, I would be shocked if they did that. I mean, that would really... I wouldn't be surprised at all. I would not be the least bit surprised if the ARM-based Max, if what they said is it only runs Catalyst apps. All of our so... apps are Catalyst apps. You got to make Catalyst apps. Mm. We've updated Catalyst greatly. It's it's way more robust <laughs> now. And That's yeah. a dangerous game of chicken, though, when you're talking about Photoshop and, and things that, that people depend on. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I would fully expect Photoshop to make a... Adobe isn't going to cut out that market. So they'll, they're going to support the Intel Macs that everybody has. They're going to come out with a version for the ARM Macs. They're, they're going to have, regardless, an ARM optimized, ARM written for version of Photoshop. Yeah, but not a day one. All that stuff. It, Maybe. You know, it, it takes, it, well, it did it. I don't think it launched, certainly not when OS X launched. It, was, it took a little while uh, sure. to get from OS 9 to OS 10. And I don't think it launched that quickly for Intel. Yeah, but look remember. what they're doing on the iPad already. Already? So. It's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, what I mean is they're ahead. Like that version could just okay. go into yes. the version that they I mean, it, it, would, it would be some, for people who use it professionally, it would be painful to it get would. that it version be, on their Mac. And it would be, and they probably wouldn't jump ship right away. Yeah. Like people who do that professionally, they wouldn't throw out their Intel Mac and get an ARM Mac right away. But Apple can afford yeah. that lag to push people because... 80% of their revenue is already, you know, iPhone, iPad yeah. services, yeah. all yeah. that stuff. I get it. I just, I can't imagine that Apple would, would do, I mean, you say it's a small segment and it is, but it's also a very visible, very vocal segment. And Apple yes. is still known for making PCs. Yeah. It's, well, the thing it's about also that a seg segment that oddly enough is also fully on board. The, the iPad can be your whole computer yes. train. Yes. which I find conflicting. <laughs> yes. it, it, you know, you're, you're, you are right about that. They're two sides of the same coin, oddly enough. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Mac users tend to hold on to their Macs longer than their iPhones, so to speak. You know, people yes. tend to upgrade their For iPhones sure, yeah. more frequently, whereas 
you know, you see a lot of people who use Macs that are five years old and stuff. Mm-hmm. That I guess in a way that kind of lowers the risk of Apple saying our ARM-based Macs are only going to support Catalyst apps because, right? you know, developers can then say, well, since people hold on to their Macs longer, that gives us a little bit of leeway to get, to get our apps converted. Well, yeah, but not for yeah. the person who has a six-year-old Mac and is looking to upgrade it. Right. Then, then <laughs> there's those people, right. Right, those mm-hmm. those people, but those people might be not as many as. Well, what about like IT departments? Like you know, I have a I have a a, a MacBook that IDG bought me, the company yeah. that that owns MacWorld, and it's from 2016. And I'm hoping maybe in uh, 12 to 24 months I can get a new one. And then what? They're not going to uh, quickly change everything over. There's a lot of things that need to work. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't even upgraded to. Um, Whatever the new one is, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> because because I, I have a 32-bit version of Photoshop. When they start selling ARM-based Macs, it's not going to be all the Macs. They'll still be Intel right. Macs. Yeah, It'll true. take a it year or two. It'll take, yeah. You know? So it's certainly the Mac Pro. Like, I expect that to be the last Mac to get a processor made by Apple. Oh, for sure. And it'll happen, but it, there's yeah. all this I/O stuff. There's they, people; those people want slots and uh-huh. ports, and yeah. it has to work with weird USB audio interfaces and all this stuff. I mean, they've got there's more work to do for Absolutely. that customer base, besides just making a really big super yeah. powerful yeah. chip. Plus, yeah. I don't know if you can just plug in an A14 chip and keep those people happy. I mean, those things are monsters. As no, no, no. They would absolutely goes, yeah. need to make a it's really a whole like high, animal, yeah, yeah. really high power chip. Yeah. And I think Apple could do that, but sure, it's like, that's the last right. rung on the ladder. It, it, it will be cool to see what that chip looks like, like what a Xenon style chip from Apple yeah. looks like. Or, God, even just whatever they're going to make from Macs anyways. It's, I don't think it's just going to be an A14X no, just plop in I, there. I don't think so either. Yeah, and it's going to be, have a different a different nomenclature for sure, but I think it's going to also get, it's going to be... Uh, I think it'll support different RAM. Yep. It'll have different um, uh, uh, different size caches. It probably won't have the small low power cores, just be all big cores. You know, there's a lot of stuff. I have a lot of guesses about what that is. It'd be yeah, based on the A14, but like there's certain things you would do differently for a laptop. And clearly they're doing it much like the switch to Intel yeah. for speed and for power efficiency and the things that have basically hit a wall over the last time, like how many years, two to three years now. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to be, it's, it's not going to be just, here's the new iPhone A14X. It's in the iPad and now it's in the Mac. Uh-uh. Yeah, Steve Jobs had a really excellent quote. I went back and watched the video of his announcement of the Switch at WWDC before they announced the products. Mm -hmm. He said, like, why are we doing this? And he said, uh, the most important reason are that as we look ahead, we can envision some amazing products that we want to build for you. We don't know how to build them with the future PowerPC roadmap. And I feel like that's exactly the place they're in now with Intel or AMD or, or whatever. They're looking at, we need powerful machine learning hardware. We need more powerful security hardware. We need, you know, all these Better things that life. they want to do in their thing. It's, it, yeah, it's performance, it's performance per watt. But then now there's other stuff too that they want to do with Max. And For sure. it's just not on Intel's roadmap. Yeah. I remember. I remember when, as as the old guy in the room, I had for for the publication I was writing for then. I believe it was Mac Addict, and I had a Power Mac G5, the top end, two point seven gigahertz machine, 
and it had to use liquid cooling. Uh, yeah. And that was the ceiling. It hit the ceiling. It, it can, Apple couldn't do anything else with that machine and they couldn't wait for the uh, development of future processors because it wasn't clear as to where that was going and when it was going to be available. So Apple had to do something. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, the Intel switch was probably in progress way before that. Yeah, uh, there's that but, famous line where they said, uh, OS ten has been living a secret double life yeah. for the last five years, yes. where they said, yeah. they even showed like a little map. And it was like old style <laughs> Google Maps, right. satellite view. <laughs> and they, they pinpointed the building in Apple campus at the time and said like, in this building, we've had a team and every version of, of OS, back then it was called Mac OS ten. Every version of Mac OS X has been written and compiled for Intel's since that time. Yeah. And they, they demonstrated how all the apps worked and stuff like that. So I'm uh, sure that's the same thing is going on now. I, mean, I would yeah, love, yeah. It, has to, it has to be. Yeah. yeah, I would love Tim Cook to get on stage and use that same line, right? Right. Like <laughs> just, a real callback. That would be yeah. funny if you just repeated it verbatim. And just yeah. Came out in yeah. a black turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, the 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 famous slide, the "It's True" slide with the E that was a little bit lower. Yeah, so. the Intel E, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, the good I mean, thing is that I was just going to say that Apple's done this twice before. So, if mm -hmm. people, because you know, there's a whole new generation of users who have not been through this, and the past, the when Apple did it the first two times, it went about as smooth as I can remember. It went about as smoothly as I can remember. Yeah, the, the Intel one was surprisingly smooth. Yeah, I mean, Rosetta was good. Yeah, they supported OS X for long enough, and uh, the Macs rolled out quickly. There were you know few problems. Yeah. The PowerPC transition was good too. Like it, the yeah. the Motorola processors were way beyond their time. There was no yeah. It, there was so they were so much more powerful. <laughs> at that time uh, it was easy to emulate a 6800 you know yeah um so our 68000 chip so yeah it, and the difference this time is that in both of those transitions the mac was everything the mac was apple right and and this time the, the mac is some small percentage of apple yeah apple has all this other stuff to, to lean on so the other difference is that we know this is the last time. <laughs> They're not going to go away from their own processors. Yeah. Like, like after this, is this after yeah. this, like once the, you're the, on, like this is until until the Mac is dead. Where this is, we're we're not transitioning. Right. Again. Yeah. Apple will change their processors, but it'll still be some ARM sixty four bit yeah, right. stuff, and anyone using Apple's frameworks is pretty much going to be good to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've done you know, the 32-bit to 64-bit change. There's a lot of headroom there. Like per perhaps that's a, an extra motivator for developers to get on board. And to, right. The next big one will be changing the OS, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, was, uh, I was just about to ask, and maybe, and maybe it's going further out than maybe we should, but... Well, no, I, don't, I think that's probably there's a, always a, been a kind point. Of, Quick question. Yeah, there's always been kind of this idea that eventually Mac OS and iOS and iPad OS will become one essentially right you know that, like a venn diagram with overlapping parts right yes, <laughs> yes. and switching but to if, processors is a step in that direction it is yeah if that's yeah. the case you know changing to a new os whatever they call it whatever it looks like right presumably it would it would it would run everything 
So it wouldn't necessarily be the headache that OS 10 was changing from OS 9, where, the, where you got an entirely different architecture. Right. It Once be, you're it would using be the right frameworks, yeah. you're, you're, yeah. It should, they should be able to make it. I mean, it you know, right. I'm not a developer, and I'm sure it would take some tooling to, to get it to work, but it certainly wouldn't be worth starting over and, and good luck. I mean, the time frame for that in, in both of the previous transitions, they transitioned, they didn't change the OS for another two or three years after the complete transition was complete and they were on the new processors. It took another couple of years, then they introduced, you know, they went from uh, the OS 9 to OS 10 and stuff. And when they went to OS 10, Steve Jobs said, this sets us up for the next 20 years. Yeah. Uh, and it's which been, is, which is about where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> That's where, where we're at. Oh, and, here we are. Yeah. yeah. And you can look at a lot of stuff in OS 10 and I like a lot of things about OS 10, but you can look at a lot of the things about how it works and goes like, even if they weren't going to make it kind of look and work like an iPad or anything like that, just as a windowed windowing operating system, there's a lot of stuff here that could, it's kind of crufty. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's legacy and they're holding on yeah. to it and they could do it a different way that makes more sense for the model world we're in mm -hmm. oh and since we're on that theme you know there's a building somewhere at apple park where they have one os running all those oh sure <laughs> yeah yeah they're definitely i mean this they're, they're, there are things at apple that we couldn't even imagine that they're working on with this stuff yeah but um yeah i mean i i trust the rumor that it's going to happen at wwdc I, I think that uh, Bloomberg has gotten a ton of traction on this relatively small rumor. They've, <laughs> they've stretched it to several stories and several scoops. But I, I, do, I do believe that in some way, shape, or form, they will announce a transition. Uh, yeah. If not WWDC, certainly this year, but WWDC makes a lot of sense. Right. And actually makes more sense that it's not a live event because they can really target the people that they need to target rather than having a bunch of people watch this thing and be all confused about what's really happening. I talked about earlier in the introduction that Apple is going to introduce a new iMac. So we could talk about that as well. So this iMac will probably have an Intel processor. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. yeah. If, the, it's, if it comes out in two weeks, it definitely has an Intel processor. Yeah. The yeah. rumor is it's an Intel processor and it's cat. Coffee Lake, I guess. I don't know. The lake. One of those. One of those lakes. So confused. I think Comet. I think they're at the Comet Lake. Comet Lake. Yeah, it would be a. Com it would. Yeah, it would be. Given the form factor, it'd be a Comet Lake chip. It'd have a, a AMD Navi based GPU, which is the the current AMD Radeon chips, which are good, but they're coming up with a next gen this fall. It wouldn't be the next gen one. And the the bigger thing is that the design would dramatically change according to the according to the rumor, which would be the first time in, in a long, long time that yeah. there's a new like a like a real new iMac design. It used to be that was that was Apple's playground, the iMac the, you know, the all in one, the yeah, G3. They did all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and then they had that cool one with the there's, base and the dome the and, tissue, that, and the arm. Yeah, there's the tissue box, the lamp, there were the all yeah. these you know. <laughs> now, and they've been they, stuck on this slab with like inch and a half bezels and stuff forever. Yeah, it's been a while. They 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 kind of came out with the that white one that was like kind of like an iPod type looking thing. And that's mm -hmm. what evolved into this. And since then they haven't, you know, and listen, it's a great form factor and it's smart and it works and it's, it's adjustable and it's all the things that you want out of it. But a new one will be cool to see. What it, there's a lot of stuff that do. it doesn't do that I wish it did. It, there's no height adjustment. Yes. And the height true. is too low. The default height is 
too low for like a natural viewing distance. You're always looking down at it down, unless you put yeah. it on a stand. Everyone I know has got an IMAX got it on a stand or a pile yeah, of books. I jokingly say that uh, Apple purposely did that to create the market for IMAX stands. <laughs> but, but they don't yeah. sell one, so why would they care? <laughs> yeah, it's weird they don't sell one. Well, because then that's admitting that it should be right. right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, it doesn't rotate. I think a lot of people would like it to rotate like the, uh, like the um, Pro Display does. Yeah. That'd be cool. I wonder. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, so I don't the know new, if they would do that. They might. The new form factor is supposed to be reminiscent of the Pro Display or like a really big version of the iPad Pro, you know, kind of the flat, thin bezels, flat, all that yeah. stuff. Uniform bezels with that, that big giant chin with the yeah. Apple logo in the front. I just hope they put a decent uh, cur- on I wonder it. if it'll have rounded, rounded corners. I doubt it. I mean, none, none of its larger displays do other than the iPad. Right. Yeah. The Pro Display Probably. does not, I don't think. Yeah, not, not. I mean, they're not sharp, not, but they're not very, they're not rounded like iMacs are. Right. Like uh, iPads are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. so uh, a new design would kind of pave that way for the new transition to all these chips. You know, it's yeah. the, the iMac has always led the way in the past. And this, yeah, this I don't of, know. I, do I would be surprised. I'd be a little surprised if the first... The first product might include an iMac, but I think their best foot forward for their own processors is um, is there. notebooks. Yeah, right. Because and and, and uh, a consumer notebook at that. But then again, with the, the, the Intel one, they targeted the 15-inch MacBook Pro, which is you know that's straight. They did up that in the iMac at the same consumer. time. Yes, um, but but one, it's a much bigger part of their market. Way more people buy. MacBooks than iMacs, mm-hmm. and two, just the the big leap is going to be performance per watt. Yeah. So it's it's like a big leap in battery life. And if, if it's a plug-in computer, then you just don't get that benefit. It's just a speed thing. Right. Look at the speed and these new features, and that's cool. But why not also add? Oh, and it gets four hours more battery life. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The 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 definite the the benefits are in the laptops. Yeah. To start, yeah, I'm but, uh, excited about the idea. I, I, I want Apple to do take more risks and do more innovative things with the Mac. We seem to just keep be getting faster Macs. It's, it's like faster uh, Mac. yeah, and that's fine. It's good, but uh, you know, I, I want them to do exciting and. I mean, the the Mac, the Mac Pro was a risk exciting risk if you yeah if you if you, if you will but it, it it was just a mac that ran faster like still it still wasn't taking all they do every year except like really exciting new features stuff with iphones and ipads right. and they don't really do that stuff with the mac and part of the reason is because they're not developing that hardware mm-hmm. yeah apple built it, its reputation on not just being a tech company but being also a design company mm-hmm. you they know, always the talk about the that stack like that we do right. the whole everything yeah and the design on the mac you know up until this the release of the mac pro has been kind of stagnant you know and so it'd be nice to see them take chances again yeah with the mac like you like you've been pointing out their focus has been on iphone and stuff like that you know and related yeah. products so you can but see why that's the, happened part of the reason that an awesome new feature like face ID doesn't come to the Mac is because 
that's enabled by Apple making the processor and making the software and making the device. Right, right. And they don't have that complete stack on the Mac. They don't make that processor, you know? Yeah, yeah I wonder if also part of it is just a lack of motivation until those chips um, start to start to arrive. Sorry, I got distracted right. by your cat, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, zooming around. He's got the zoomies. But yeah, you know, so they're looking at the Mac and saying, all right, we, we, we're, we're using these same chips and we're, you know, kind of hamstrung and we'll just do these incremental updates until the yeah. data right, you know, the right. chips sure. or whatever they're called yeah. arrive and we can blow the doors off. Yeah. We'll see. I do want Face ID on my MacBook though, my next one, because it just makes sense. Once you've used a, a laptop with the Windows Hello yes, stuff, yes. you're you're just like, that's great. Yeah, I love this. this. It's totally great. And yeah. they could do this. They I already mean, have all the pieces. Reaching over to do the fingerprint thing is is better than typing your passcode, but it's still not as good as not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 701. I'd like to thank Jason Cross. Thank you. And thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thank you, the audience, for tuning in. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time. Thank <laughs> you.